This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Gwen in Washington, D.C. on May 28, 2006. The Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. Edited by D. Lang Purves. This book is based on the book The Canterbury Tales and Other Poems. The original text contains poems by Chaucer and a lot of notes and explanations by the editor. To view these, please click on the Gutenberg e-text on the LibriVox catalog page of the Canterbury Tales. The Shipman's Tale Our host upon his stirrups stood anon, and said, Good men, hearken every one. This was a thrifty tale of the knowns. Sir Parish Priest, quoth he, for God's bones. Tell us a tale, as was thy forward yore. I see well that ye learned men in lore can much good by God's dignity. The parson who answered bendicity. What ails the man so sinfully to swear? Our host answered, O oh, Jenkin, be ye there? Now, good men, quoth our host, hearken to me. I smell a lollard in the wind, quoth he. Abide, for God's stained passion, for we shall have a predication. This lollard here will preach in us somewhat. Nay, by my father's soul, that he, shall he not. Said the shipman, Here shall he not preach. He shall no gospel gloss hear nor teach. We all believe in the great God, quoth he. He would sow some difficulty, or sprinkle cockle in our clean corn. And therefore, host, I warn thee before. My jolly body shall a tale tell, and I shall clink you so merry a bell that I shall waken all this company. But it shall not be of philosophy, nor of physic, nor terms quaint of law. There is but little Latin in my maw. The Tale A merchant, Willem, dwelled at St. Denise, that rich was, for which men held him wise. A wife he had of excellent beauty, and companionable and revelous was she, which is a thing that causeth more dispense than worth is all the cheer and reverence that men them do at feasts and at dances such salutations and continences passen as doth the window on the wall put woe in him that pay must for all the selly husband i'll gate he must pay he must us clothe and he must us array all for his owen worship richly in which array we dance jollily and if that he may not peradventure or else list not such dispense endure, but thinketh it is wasted and a lost, then must another pay for our cost, or lend us gold, and that is perilous. This noble merchant held a noble house, for which he had all day so great repair, for his largesse, and for his wife was fair, that wonder is, but hearken to my tale, amongst all these guests, great and smale, there was a monk, a fair man, and a bold. I trow a thirty winter he was old. The ever in one was drawn to that place, this young monk that was so fair of face. Acquainted was so with this good man, since that their first knowledge began, that in his house as familiar was he, as it is possible any friend to be. And for as much as this good man, and eke this monk of which that I began, were both the two e born in one village, the monk him claimed as for cousinage. 
and he again him said not once nay but was as glad thereof as fowl of day for to his heart it was a great pleasance thus be they knit with etern alliance and each of them gan other to assure of brotherhood will that their life may dure free was dan john and namely of dispense as in that house and full of diligence to do pleasance and also great custage he not forgot to give the least page in all that house but after their degree he gave the lord and scythe his many when that he came some manner honest thing for which they were as glad of his coming as foul is fain when that the sun upriseth no more of this now for it sufficeth but so befell this merchant on a day shop him to make ready his array toward the town of bruges for to fare to buy there a portion of ware for which he hath to paris sent anon a messenger and prayed hath dan john that he should come to saint denis and play with him and with his wife a day or tway ere he to bruges went in alle wise this noble monk of which i you devise head of his abot as him list license because he was a man of high prudence and eke an officer out for to ride to see their granges and their barns wide and unto saint denise he came anon who was so welcome as my lord dan john our dear cousin full of courtesy with him he brought a jub of malavasy and eke another full of fine vernage and volatile as a was his usage and thus i let them eat and drink and play this merchant and this monk a day or tway the third day the merchant up ariseth and on his needis sadly him adviseth to up into his contour house went he to reckon with himself as well may be of thilk year and that it with him stood and how that he dispended bad his good and if that he increased were or non his books and his bags many a one he laid before him on his counting board full rich was his treasure and his hoard for which full fast his contour door he shut and eke he would that no man should him let of his accounts for the meantime and thus he sat till it was past prime dan john was risen in the morn also and in the garden walked to and fro he had his things said full courteously the good wife came walking full privily into the garden where he walked soft and him saluted as she had done oft a maiden child came in her company which as her list she might govern and gee for yet under the yard was the maid oh dear cousin mine dan john she said what aileth you so wrath for to arise niece quoth he it ought enough suffice five hours for to sleep upon a night but it were for an old appalled wight as be these wedded men that lie and dare as in a form sits a weary hare all forstraught with hound great and small but dear niece why be you so pale i trow certes that our good man hath you so laboured since this night began that you were need to rest hastily and with that word he laughed full merrily and of his own thought he waxed all red 
this fairin' wife gain for to shake her head, and said thus, Ye God wot all, quoth she, Nay, cousin mine, it stands not so with me, for by that God that gave me soul and life in all the realm of France, there is no wife that less and lust hath to that sorry play, for I may sing alas and well away, that I was born but to no white, quoth she, dare I not tell how that it stands with me. Wherefore I think out of this land to wend, or ails of myself to make an end, so full am I of dread and eke of care. This monk began upon this wife to stare, and said, Alas, my niece, God forbid, that ye for any sorrow or any dread, for do yourself, but tell me your grief, paraventure I may in your mischief, counsel or help, and therefore tell me all your annoy, for it shall be secre. For on my portos here I make an oath, that never in my life, for lief nor loath, nay, shall I of no counsel you be ray. The same again to you, quoth she, I say, by God and by this portos I you swear, through men me wooden all in pieces tear. Nay, shall I never for to go to hell, Bewray one word of things that ye me tell, For no cousinage nor alliance, But verily for love and affiance. Thus be they sworn, and thereupon they kissed, And each of them told other what them list. Cousin, quoth she, if that I had space, As I have none, and namely in this place, Then would I tell a legend of my life, what I have suffered since I was a wife, with mine husband, all be he your cousin. Nay, quoth the monk, by God and St. Martin, he is no more cousin unto me than is this leaf that hangeth on the tree. I call him so by St. Denise of France, to have the more cause of acquaintance, of you, which I have loved specifically, above an all woman sickerly. This swear I you on my profession, tell me your grief, lest that he come adown, and hasten you to go away anon. My dear love, quoth she, oh, my Dan John, full leaf were me this counsel for to hide, but out it must, I may no more abide. My husband is to me the worst man, that ever was since that the world began. But here I am a wife, it sits not me, to tell no white of our privity, neither in bed nor in none other place. God shield, I should tell it, for his grace. A wife shall not say of her husband, but all honor as I can understand, save unto you thus much I tell shall. As help me, God, he is not worth at all, in no degree, the value of a fly. But yet me grieveth most his niggardy, and well ye wot that woman naturally desire things six as well as I. They would that their husbands should be hardy and wise and rich and therefore free, 
and buxom to his wife and fresh in bed but by that ilk lord that for us bled for his honour myself for to array on sunday next i must needs pay a hundred francs or else i am lorn yet were me lever that i were unborn then me were done slander or villainy if mine husband eke might it espy i were but lost and therefore i you pray lend me the sum or else must i day dan john i say lend me these hundred francs party i will not fail you my thanks if that you list to do that i you pray for at a certain day i will you pay and do to you what pleasance and service that i may do right as you list devise and but i do god take on me vengeance as foul as ever had ganillion of france the gentle monk answered in this manner now truly mine owen lady dear i have quoth he on you so great ruth that i you swear and plight you my truth that when your husband is to flanders fair i will deliver you out of this care for i will bring you a hundred francs and with that word he caught her by the flanks and her embraced hard and kissed her oft now go your way quoth he all still and soft and let us dine as soon as that ye may for by my cylinder tis prime of day go now and be as true as i shall be now ellis god forbid sir quoth she and forth she went as jolly as a pie and bade the cooks that they should them high so that men might dine and that anon up to her husband is this wife gone and knocked at his contour boldly quia la quoth he peter it am i quoth she what sir how long all will ye fast how long time will ye reckon and cast your sums and your books and your things the devil have part of all such reckonings ye have enough party of god's sond come down to earth and let your bag stond nay be ye not ashamed that dan john shall fasting all this day elaine gone what let us hear a mass and go we dine wife quoth this man little canst thou divine the curious business that we have four of us chapmen also god me save and by that lord that clapped is saint ive scarcely amongst twenty ten shall thrive continually lasting unto our age we may well make cheer and good visage and drive forth the word as it may be and keep in our estate in privity till we be dead or else that we play a pilgrimage or go out of the way and therefore have i great necessity upon this quaint world to advise me for evermore must we stand in dread of hap and fortune in our chapman head to flanders will i go to-morrow at day and come again as soon as e'er i may for which my dear wife i thee beseek 
and to every white buxom and meek, and for to keep our good be curious, and honestly govern well our house, thou hast enough in every manner wise, that to a thrift household may suffice, thee lacketh none array, nor no vital, of silver in thy purse thou shalt not fail. And with that word his contour door he shut, and down he went, no longer would he let, and hastily a mass was there said, and speedily the tables were led, and to the dinner fast they them sped, and richly this monk the chapman fed, and after dinner Dan John soberly, this chapman took a part, and privily he said him thus, Cousin, it standeth so, that, well I see, to Bruges ye will go. God and St. Austin, speed you and guide. I pray ye, cousin, wisely that ye ride. Govern ye also of your diet, a temperly and namely in this heat. Betwixt us two needeth no strange fare. Farewell, cousin, God shield you from care. If anything there be, by day or night, if it lie in my power and my might, that ye me will command in any wise, it shall be done, right as ye will devise. But one thing ere ye go, if it may be, I would pray you for to lend to me a hundred francs for a week or twy, for certain beasts that I must buy, to store with a place that is ours, God help me so, I would that it were yours. I shall not fail, surely, of my day, not for a thousand francs a mile away. But let this thing be secret, I you pray, for yet to-night these beasts must I buy, and fare now well, mine Owen cousin dear, grand mercy of your cost and of your cheer. This noble merchant, gently anon, answered and said, O cousin mine, Dan John, now sickerly this is a small request, my gold is yours, when that it you lest, and not only my gold, but my chaffaire, take what you list, God shield that ye spare. But one thing is, we know it well enow, of chapmen, that their money is their plough, we may creance, well, we have a name, but goldless, for to be, it is no game. Pay it again, when it lies in your ease. After my might, full fain, would I you please. These hundred francs, said he forth anon, and privily he took them to Dan John. No white in all this world wist of this loan, saving the merchant and Dan John alone. They drink and speak and roam awhile, and play, till that Dan John rode unto his abbey. The morrow came, and forth this merchant rideth, to Flanders' ward, his prentice well him guideth, till he came unto Bruges merrily. Now went this merchant fast and busily, about his need, and bide, and creanced. He neither played at the dice, nor danced. But, as a merchant, shortly for to tell, he led his life, and there I let him dwell. The Sunday next, the merchant was he gone, to St. Denise he comin' is Dan John, 
with crown and beard all fresh and newly shave in all the house was not so little a knave nor no white else that was not full fain for that my lord dan john was come again and short to the point right for to gone the fair wife accorded with dan john that for these hundred francs he should all night have her in his arms bolt upright and this accord performed was indeed in mirth all night a busy life they lead till it was day that dan john went his way and bade the miney farewell have good day for none of them nor no wight in the town had of dan john right no suspicion and forth he rode home to his abbey or where him list no more of him i say the merchant when that ended was the fair to saint denis he gan for to repair and with his wife he made feast and cheer and told her that chaffair was so dear that needs must he make a chevy sense for he was bound in a recognizance to pay twenty thousand shields anon of which this merchant is to paris gone to borrow of certain friends that he had a certain franks and some with him he led and when that he was come into the town for great cert and great affection unto dan john he went first to play not for to borrow of him no money but for to weet and see of his welfare and for to tell him of his chaffaire as friends do when they meet in fear dan john him made feast and merry cheer and he him told again full specially how he had well he bought and graciously thanked be god all whole his merchandise save that he must in all manner wise making a chevisance as for his best and then he should be in joy and rest dan john answered Sert, i am fain that ye in health become born again and if that i were rich as have i bliss of twenty thousand shields should ye not miss for ye so kindly the other day lent me gold and as i can and may i thank you by god and by saint james but ne'theless i took unto our dame your wife at home the same gold again upon your bents she wot it well certain by certain tokens that i can her tell now by your leave i may no longer dwell our abbot will out of this town anon and in his company i must gone greet well our dame mine own niece sweet and farewell dear cousin till we meet this merchant which that was full ware and wise crianced hath and paid eke paris to certain lombards ready in their hond the sum of gold and got of them his bond and home he went merry as a pompanjay for well he knew he stood in such array that needs must he win in that voyage a thousand francs above all his costage his wife full ready met him at the gate as she was wont of old usage shall gate and all that night in mirth they beset for he was rich and clearly out of debt when it was day the merchant gain embrace 
his wife all knew and kissed her in the face and up he went and maked it full tough no more quoth she by god ye have enough and wantonly again with him she played till at the last this merchant to her said by god quoth he i am a little wroth with you my wife although it be me loth and what ye why by god as that i guess that ye have made a manner strangeness betwixt me and my cousin dan john ye should have warned me ere i had gone that he you had a hundred francs paid by ready token he had him evil apaid for that i to him spake of chevisance he seemed so as by his countenance but nevertheless by god of heaven king i thought not to ask of him no thing i pray thee wife do thou no more so tell me alway ere that i from thee go if any debtor hath in mine absence he paid thee lest through thy negligence i might him ask a thing that he hath paid this wife was not afeard nor afraid but boldly she said and that anon mary i defy that false monk dan john i keep not of his tokens never a deal he took me certain gold i wot it well what evil the dumb on his monk's snout for god it wot i weened without doubt that he had given it me because of you to do therewith mine honour and my prow for cousinage and eke for bell cheer that he hath had full often here but since i see i stand in such disjoint i will answer you shortly to the point you have more slack debtors than am i for i will pay you well and readily from day to day and if so be i fail i am your wife score it upon my tail and i shall pay as soon as ever i may for by my troth i have on mine array and not in waste bestowed it every deal and for i have bestowed it so well for your honour for god's sake i say as be not wroth but let us laugh and play ye shall my jolly body have to wed by god i will not pay you but in bed forgive it me mine own spouse dear turn hitherward and make better cheer the merchant saw none other remedy and for to chide it were but a folly since that the thing might not amended be now wife he said and i forgive it thee but by thy life be no more so large keep better my good this give i thee in charge thus endeth now my tale and god us send telling enough until our lives end end of the shipman's tale